Oh, man, I love winning. Took Northwestern. And uh, thank you for those 12 and a half points. And that was an easy dub this weekend. Um, Bartu was laughing on Saturday morning. And so we went ahead and uh, made that play. And we were winners. I hope you were too. And uh, he said, look, 12 and a half, you have to go with Northwestern. Did it. Who knew that Northwestern would outright win? Especially when Nebraska was up 11. Um, Who knew that Nebraska would kick an onside kick? Up 11. In the third quarter. Blake, can you ever remember seeing that? In a game? Uh, I mean, like a high school game. Not a real game. Yeah. Not by a Power 5 coach. Of course not. And you said his buyout drops October 1? October 31st. So can we go ahead and start the Dan Mullen... Huh. Hugh Freeze to Nebraska rumors. If I'm Dan Mullen, I'm not taking it because I under, like I understand what you said about whole, like a, expectations in Startville and Oxford being higher. I get that the expectations in Nebraska are are so abstractly outside the box, unachievable <laughs> because they think they can be what they were under Tom yeah. Osborne, and so I don't like they have gone downhill since that point. Right. But they're so infatuated with the idea of the big red in being what it was in the 80s and 90s that I don't care who you are and who and who they hire, they'll come in with the expectation that by some year they're competing for playoff appearances and for national <laughs> title appearances. And that's not reasonable. So if you're Dan Mullen, why would you after what he had to go through at Florida with expectations that are probably reasonable for where you are? I actually could argue they're more reasonable than they would be at Nebraska. There's better chance for Florida to win titles than Nebraska to win titles okay. all day. Uh, yeah, but you but you play such a tougher schedule. But I get yeah, where you're there's, going. There's no doubt. But Nebraska, you said it yourself. Nebraska's a six or seven win team. Yeah, they are. If you're Dan Mullen, why would you jump into that fire? No, I'm with you. If, if I'm Dan, I go to an academically driven school. We've talked about that. Le- know, yeah, Maryland, Virginia, Boston College. Less expectation. Yeah, correct. Um. You know, any of schools like the Purdue, although I don't think he and Megan would want to live in uh, West Lafayette, Indiana. Yeah. But, um, you know, he may, tr- nah, that's not going to work either. He, he can't get the Florida State job after imploding at Florida. But um, now, Hugh Freeze, if I'm Hugh Freeze and that's the only Power Five offer I have, oh, I'm, then you sprint- may go to Nebraska. I'm sprinting to yeah, yeah, Nebraska. Yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt. And, and that may be what it takes for Hugh Freeze, a remote area. Yeah. You know, you know who else played. Speaking of remote, they, see, they don't care. They're the only game in town. Yeah. So if people give them a hard time, and again, this is only twenty four hours, but a lot of ads, uh, their decisions are dictated through Twitter. When only, as you and I discussed, twenty two percent of the population is on Twitter. Half of that doesn't even use it. Mm-hmm. So the point is, if you're willing to take the arrows mm-hmm. for twenty four hours on hiring Hugh Freeze. Then, you know, yeah. that would be a really good hire. Yeah. For now, Trev Alberts, I think, is a is a typical former player meatball, and I, I don't think he believes in. I don't think he'll ever look at analytics, mm-hmm. and he'll he'll talk in the press conference. He'll talk about his gut. Yeah, my gut led me to hire whoever's to his left. The okay, pro- in three months, mm. and if if I had to guess, Trev Alberts, former. I think defensive end, maybe linebacker, defensive end. 
for Nebraska will make a terrible, terrible hire for Nebraska. Most likely. The problem for... Now, let's talk starting quarterbacks in the SEC real quick. Go ahead. Well, I was just say the problem for your, your Trevor Alberts is just like Michigan ran into it, they always wanted to hire a Michigan man. Well, Trevor Alberts, you have a Nebraska man. Look what it's done. I don't, I don't know where you go from that oh, if you're Trevor Alberts. By the way, if there is actually a good coach with Nebraska ties out there, you can't go back and do that. Uh, I, yeah. Because of that's the way we think in collegiate athletics. Just because we went, we just did that, even if there is, and I don't know who that would be, but let's just say there's an excellent coach out there with Nebraska ties. ties. Because Scott Frost didn't make it, former national championship quarterback, yeah. you can't hire that guy that may have been like a super cerebral offensive lineman and went on to build a hell of a resume for 15 years and is like 37 years old. You can't hire him. Yeah, interesting. You can, but you can't because of the way yeah. fandom is. Yeah, Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. SEC insider hit this morning is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Before I get into Auburn and A&M and what happened there over the weekend, do we want to talk about a guy that bet a free bet $14 and won $999,000. let us just go ahead and round it up to a million dollars on a free $14 bet on a four-leg parlay in NASCAR? Yeah, incredible. Darren Ravel tweeted it out uh, just a little while ago. A sports better on FanDuel from Michigan took a $13.49 free bet, parlayed a four driver parlay and and the way this was it was four drivers to place top 10 in nascar's big race over the weekend okay so it's kind of like uh horse racing you're taking them to place basically yeah. taking four drivers to finish top 10 he it was uh plus 2000 plus 2000 plus 1500 and plus 950 in the uh, coke zero sugar 400 is what it was those odds combined in this four leg parlay for four drivers to finish top 10 was plus Seven million four hundred eight thousand seven hundred odds. So he turned fourteen dollars into a million dollars on a four-leg parlay, and it wasn't even his fourteen dollars. It was free money from Fanduel. Free money from Fanduel. Yeah, a free fourteen-dollar bet that was a four-leg parlay, and he wins a million bucks. That's incredible. How old was he? I don't, it just says a better. Okay. I don't. Yeah, Ravel doesn't. Know, I don't. You know. I'm sure there may be a story that gets. Can posted you at some imagine? Point. Yeah. A free bet of fourteen dollars and making a million. Let me ask you this question: Do you watch when that starts to get close and you're like monitoring it? Are you watching, or are you not watching that play out at the end? I don't know that I. I know that he didn't have a lot of money on the line. But he had a lot of theoretical gain on the line, right? Yeah. He knew ahead of time if it hits, it's going to be for a million dollars. Like that tells you when you put the parlay in, here's your odds, here's what your payout will be if it oh, hits. Oh, man. $14. Are you watching that as that race gets to the end? Are you, or are you like stepping away and just trying not to throw up? I'm watching it. Even though I would be what you just described, <laughs> you know, losing my mind. For, I mean, like pacing and, ju- you know, uh, you'd just be freaking out. A million dollars on the line. Yeah. Because once it gets close enough to be realized, it 
feels like a loss when you don't hit it, right? Right. Even though it wasn't ever your money and you you would have only lost $14, right? It's not like putting 10 grand on a game. But once you got to the end of that race and it's looking like you're going to have your four guys hit. I, I would have loved to have been in the room when FanDuel, like this tech guy who's monitoring all their stuff. Because as you know, Blake, they're out of Europe and, and they're... That we can't even comprehend how much they bet in Europe on soccer and horse racing and polo and all this other How many individual stuff. bets they have to monitor? I can't imagine. But can you imagine when the guy that's monitoring Fandle's, you know, crazy aggregate computer room with uh, 900 screens and he realizes that they, and again, Fandle's got a lot of money. But still, when he realizes that a free $14 bet turned into a four-leg parlay in NASCAR and a payout of a million bucks. What do you think the reaction was? As someone said on the t- on the text line, how in the world does FanDuel allow that type of payout parlay without any investment on the user's end? I can bet $14 of your money and you'll let me pay out at 7 million odds. There's see there if you go to any hard Casino, brick and mortar casino, they would never take that bet. No, because they're gonna their red flag is gonna ding and go. Whoa, we we can't give out seven million odds. Like that's (laughs) not realistic. Like we'll cap it. You can bet a ten dollar bet and we'll cap it at you know ten thousand odds and maybe you can win ten grand on ten dollars. Right. But we're not gonna give you seven million odds. Have we heard of anybody taking the Northwestern money line and actually putting a nice? I'm sure someone did. I no, not it. a large mo- no. Uh-uh. Yeah, not something that Ravel or someone like that has tweeted out gotcha. and said somebody made a you know a million dollar nothing well, like that or even yeah. a. I mean, at plus four hundred, Blake. Even at a few. Well, if you put if you put a thousand dollars if yeah if you put a thousand dollars on you were sending you were sitting pretty uh, right yeah, absolutely I mean, no that, I haven't seen talking that. about yeah. starting the off in the catbird seat if you're going to bet all the way through the Super Bowl, or, well, if you're betting through the national championship game, then you're betting. NFL, too, in the playoffs in the Super so Bowl. FanDuel, by the way, our discussion this morning is brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and award-winning DancingRabbitGolf.com. Stop by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook. Bet the futures. Um, that's where it gets fun. Find the edge and, uh, you know, put a dime on it. Well, I'm not telling you what to do, actually. Um, whatever your budget, you know, allows you to do. Obviously, we want you to stay within your budget. We want you to have fun. And this is a a social deal. Um, my guys on the guys trip this weekend had a large time uh, betting on college football, and I took Northwestern. They gave me twelve and a half points. Northwestern won outright. Can you believe it? Thirty-one to twenty-eight. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, 
It is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Um, as far as physically, Vanderbilt's the worst team that I've ever laid eyes on. That includes, <laughs> you know, Sylvester Croom, Ed Ogeron. I mean, those teams were still kind of, I mean, they still had big boys, country boys, thick dudes. Some, You know, you could still see some uh, good athletes. Uh I mean, there've been. Under, I mean, Bobby Johnson coached at Vanderbilt, right? But they never looked like this. They looked like a combination of Wofford and Elon. Do you realize that? I mean, they look like a combo of Wofford and Elon athletes. Yikes! And by the way, I couldn't play football at Wofford, but I'm just. I got to. I have to explain and describe. Even though they won, whatever it was, sixty-three to ten. That physically is the worst team that I've ever laid eyes on since I've been alive. And I have watched a lot of Southeastern Conference football. Now, some of it bad, but I've watched a lot of good SEC football too. And Vanderbilt looks like a combination of Wofford and um, Georgia State and Swanee. And Swanee doesn't play anymore. Although I think they may have been in the SEC early they on. Were. They were. Even founding, before Georgia Tech and Tulane. They were a founding member. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Swanee plays D3. Now they're into English lit degrees and Birkenstocks. They play D3 football. Do they still play? Yeah, D3. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I had a couple of buddies go to Swanee um, from, my, from, from high school. And... Yeah, I've been a lot of places, but I've never made it. I think it's out in rural Tennessee, like away from Chattanooga or something. It's, it's not. University of the South is what they call it. Sure it is. I thought that was Ole Miss. Sewanee. This must be a hell of a battle. It's, 90, in Sewanee. it's, it's, an, it's a raging 90-year battle. Sewanee, Who's going to be the University of the South, Sewanee or Ole Miss? Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Is brought to you by the Ram Trucks at Mac Hike and Flowood. MacHikeFlowood.com for your next pre-owned truck or SUV. And once you get that truck or SUV from Mac Hike and Flowood, guess what? You can drive a half a mile down the road to Rick's Pro Truck and get what you need on it. Tires and wheels and spray and bed liners and lift kits and all the other cool stuff that you want. Right there at RPT and Rick's Pro Truck in Flowood. Want to say good morning. Welcome in. Let's talk uh, SEC quarterbacks. Mississippi State and Ole Miss will both play Auburn and A&M. And we have some starters. These are winnable ball games for Ole Miss and MSU this year. Uh, you can't say that every year. Uh, Mississippi State actually beat both of them last year. Ole Miss split with them. Uh, Auburn is going to go with T.J. Finley. LSU transfer. Put some respect on that name. Okay, this guy was coached by Ed Ogeron. T.J. Finley is at Auburn. He will be the starting quarterback for War Eagle Nation. All right? And it, it 
it's not going to matter when they play Mercer this weekend. I expect him to have kind of PlayStation video game numbers. But we'll see how it all looks, over the, especially after going into game three against Penn State. Uh, Auburn's got two really good games in Mercer and San Jose State, kind of like Ole Miss pulling Troy and Central Arkansas. Um, TJ Finley will be the starter at Auburn. LSU transfer. Now, LSU transfer Max Johnson lost the battle out in College Station for now at Texas A&M, and Jimbo Fisher goes with Haynes King, who was the starter last year until getting hurt early in the season. And as y'all remember, Zach Calzada, that would be Alabama, I mean, quarterback whisperer, right? Zach Calzada beat Alabama, but they lost to Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and an LSU team who had, you know, nothing left in the tank. But bottom line is, Haynes King was the starter last year for A&M. We didn't get to see him. And he was long gone by the time the Dogs and the Rebs played A&M. MSU went on the road in College Station and won, it, won that game. Ole Miss hosted A&M later in the year and won that game. And now you'll get Haynes King, we think, if this holds, for the Texas A&M Aggies. So Anthony Richardson in Florida, although neither team plays Florida. But I think you're going to watch the Florida Gators this weekend because it's a really marquee game against Utah. And it's in the swamp. And Florida should be good. They're not going to be great. But with what Dan left and as good a coach as Billy Napier is, Florida should be good. And you got T.J. Finley starting at Auburn and Haynes King at A&M. Are you surprised by Haynes King beating out Max Johnson? Not after Luganville describing him the last couple of years about how much talent he has. We still haven't had an opportunity to see him play any kind of um, meaningful snaps mm -hmm. at the Power 5 level. So we don't, we don't know, but there's a lot of this guy has talent. Of the four QB battles in the West... So I think of Jaden Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer at LSU. Right. I think of TJ Finley and Zach Calzada at Auburn, Haynes King and Max Johnson at A&M, and then, of course, in-state, Jackson Dart and Luke Altmyer. Yeah. Is there, of those four, is there any situation that you feel better about and, and a situation that you feel worse about where you say, hey, this team for sure is probably going to be cycling quarterbacks or – hey, this team, I think this guy's going to take it at the start, and you'll see him all 12 games. Oh, I don't know about that with any of the three, with Haynes King, Jackson Dart, or TJ Finley. That's a good question. Blake, I would lean towards Haynes King because of what he has around him. And if that A&M defense is as good as I think it could be, um, people could really struggle to score against them yeah and they look absolutely filthy and loaded um with a&m on defense now what jimbo's gonna allow that offense to do i don't know uh they may be really good uh you would think that they should be but we'll see how that how that looks we, we're not gonna know i mean they play sam houston 
Well, that's for A and M. I look at week and three, Miami. But and then it's Miami at home, I M- guess. Miami opens with Boston College this weekend, and then Southern Miss in week two. What? So we won't know. Miami and Southern Miss play in in Coral Gables. Yeah. Oh man, I wonder how much Miami's p- p- paying Southern Miss to go down there. Probably a million. Yeah, I would think so. So yeah, and they've been a broke athletic department for 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 a long time now. All of a sudden, as you know, Blake, starting last December, they start they had finally had enough after twenty years and they started pumping millions and millions of dollars into the program. And then, of course we know the billionaire has set up the name image likeness to compete against damn near any other yeah. NIL collective or fund in the country, and he is done and he's gonna do John, whatever it takes. John Ruiz. Ruiz who apparently Oh? inked the $9.5 million NIL deal with the quarterback Rashada. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's why I said that. Jaden Rashada. Yeah. I find that... I find that... No way. Well, John Ruiz told Bill, uh, On3.com that it was an NIL deal worth $9.5 million. Yeah. And what I would have to believe is that it's worth a few hundred thousand a year and that, like, part of it is structured, Blake, if Miami wins the national championship and X, Y, and Z happens, that you meet that that nine and a half million dollar number that you're talking about. Like he'd have to yeah. if he wins the Heisman, that's a million bucks. If they go to the playoffs it's, at some point during his time, that's a million bucks. If if uh if they actually win a playoff game, that's X. And if they were to get to the national championship game, yes, and then win it, and so on and so forth, yes, it's structured almost like a coach's contract. Yeah, when Kirby Smart last year NFL QB won, contracts, absolutely, Kirby won it. Yeah, got that massive bonus on top of his huge eight or nine million dollar salary because they were national champs. That's that's the way I see that structure. I think that is what most of life should be merit-based oh, rewards <laughs> like like tony romo told us about yeah. the nfl it's a meritocracy yeah and when when dak prescott stripped him of his qb duties because he played so well i i could not agree with him yeah. more that's kind of a problem within so many like academia and and um lots of other things so i i noticed that you didn't mention jackson dart and luke altmeyer in my qb I said Jackson Dart. You think and Dart starts all twelve? No, I I, okay. I, I I went with Haynes King over Jackson Dart and TJ Finley because if you made me if you made me pick one, I was going to go with the player that had the most yeah. talent around him. But do you so you you feel confident that Dart and Altmaier are going to split a lot of time to start the season? I think Lane's going to play them just like Jim Harbaugh announced over the weekend that he was going to let one starter start one game one and another starter start game two. Um, I think going forward, you're going to see more of that because we have better quarterbacks coming out of high school. Yeah. And for years, most teams didn't even have one. And now you can actually have yeah. two. Like Max Johnson can play. Yeah. He's not going to start at A&M. That dude can, I saw him play. Mm-hmm. He can absolutely play quarterback in the SEC. So. Yeah. All right. I Luke like Altmaier it. can play quarterback in the SEC, but but I think the the deal was too strong uh, to to say no to Mister Southern Cal. Even though Luke may be better, uh, it, it looks like the oh. deal's going to be too strong, or maybe there's just no difference to yeah to start Luke. And look, man, Luke's from Startville, Mississippi. 
you know, Jackson Dart, Southern Cal. Look, Lane's tied to Southern Cal. There's a buzz there. Lane loved Southern Cal. He loved being there. That was his dream job. It didn't work out. You know, it just gives you a little more sizzle when you have yeah. a Southern Cal Trojans transfer oh. over a kid from Starkville, Mississippi. You're not going to give the, him the benefit of the doubt. It's all about the sizzle. It's all about the sizzle, baby. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Rick's Pro Truck and Superior Foundation. For all your foundation repairs, Superior Superior Foundation. They'll take care of you. Locally owned and operated, Superior.ms. If you have foundation issues after all this rain, Superior, Superior.ms. Hour number three coming up. Luganville will join us tomorrow.